Well, that's why you're on the naughty list because because you're being naughty right now. So you're gonna be on the naughty list if you keep talking like that. No, no, because Father Christmas is not being very nice to me. Because you're being naughty, so you're on the naughty list. No, I'm not. I'm on the good list actually. You're not because you you're not because you ain't being good. I am on the good list. If you keep saying that word again and again and again, I'm not on naughty list. Father Christmas rang me last night when I was at work yes. and said, "You better tell Jackson to start being a good boy, or he's going to stay on the naughty list and he won't get no presents for Christmas." That's what he said to me. So you got to start being a good boy. You know, no, no, you won't do it. No, what? what? I'm going Punch him. Punch his beard off. You're just silly, man. Hey, trust me. I'm not on bad list. Brunch, hit it, boys. Merry Christmas, Pete. Hey, Merry Christmas, Deej. How is your festive season? It's, uh, I haven't done any Christmas shopping. I have put my tree up and put no decorations on it, but that's, uh, it's good enough for me. I haven't either. It used to be a thing, like, hey, guys, they always wait till the last minute to do their Christmas shopping, and they're always, they're freaking out the day before Christmas or a couple days before Christmas. And then Amazon happened, and it was like, all right, well, that, that, That's won't, acceptable that won't be a, a worry because you can never be too late because you have Amazon. It can get there tomorrow if you want. And that absolutely still happens, though, that yeah. you don't do any of your shopping until, like, well, what's today? December 12th? Mm-hmm. Haven't even thought about it. Yeah, same. I bought, I bought one present, but it was only because, like, I saw it, and I was like, this would make a good present for so-and-so. Boom, buy that now. Man, off to an early start. I always say that Christmas shopping should be like a year-round thing. It's like thinking of your Halloween costume. Yeah. Like, don't just start thinking about it in October. Always keep an eye out. If you see something that reminds you of somebody that that they might like, go ahead and pick it up. I absolutely don't do that, though. I I would love to do that, and I say that every year, but, like, you just don't think about it unless it's pressing in your mind, at least not for me. Like, I I see things throughout the year, and I think of things throughout the year that I'm like, oh, that'd be a great Halloween costume, or it'd be a great Christmas present, but I'm like, oh, I'll get it next week, or I'll I'll save it, I'll I'll remember it, and then I don't remember it, and then whatever the, the holiday comes, and I just totally forget, and I'm trying to rack my brain a million miles an hour trying to think of this present or this costume and just nowhere to be found. Here's a uh, brain teaser for you. How would you rate the current holiday spirit, not just for you, but overall? How would you say we're doing the, the world's doing on holiday spirit? It's low. I would say it's quite low. It's low. And I got... Did I tell you that I was I saw I, I, I was hate watching a YouTuber? Did I tell you that? <laughs> that sounds like you though. <laughs> I was on YouTube and a YouTuber thing popped up on the right, and it was such a ridiculous thing, and it was the most YouTube th- YouTuber thing in the world. I was like, all right, I'm gonna watch a YouTuber for a Is second. Is it Steve Dangle? No, it was no. I watched it. Uh, <laughs> love you, Steve. Um, and I was like. I don't know, like I don't know what what made me want what made me click it, but I was like, I'm going to watch this and just see if it's what I think it's like. And it was exactly what it was think. a hate watch. I was not, I I didn't love it, but I I thought that I mentioned it 
on here, but I didn't mention who it was because I didn't want it to sound like I'm saying like, this hey, person this sucks. person stinks or uh, like if you like this person. Not then... to yuck your yum. Exactly. Not trying, to, not trying to hate, trying to have a little holiday spirit year round. Mm-hmm. Again, unless it's Greta Van Fleet, <laughs> don't, don't just like make fun of people. Don't or just, Bohemian like, Rhapsody. Or the movie Bohemian Rhapsody, right. Mm-hmm. Greta Van Fleet, Bohemian Rhapsody. Two absolute no-nos. You're allowed to do that, and I'm allowed to do that because I'm a Led Zeppelin fan and I'm a Queen fan. So <laughs> it's okay. You yeah. can absolutely make fun of them. But the idea... Anyway... <laughs> so I saw this YouTuber thing and I was like, man, not for me. And then I watched like 11 more. And like they now they keep, they keep popping up on the right and every now and then I'll like bang recommended one out. videos. And right now it's like, hey, it's like I know what you like. DJ, now that you're a fan of this YouTuber, here are their videos. So I started watching them. And then last night I saw someone screen grabbed the thing on the right that I initially clicked. Mm-hmm. And they did it they screen grabbed it and then tweeted it for the purposes of dragging this person. And all of the it had a lot of retweets and all the comments were just horrible, so mean. And I, I don't know, I'm in this weird spot where I'm like that was you once. Hey, no, I'm like, "Hey, I could have been mean." I don't know. I guess I'm patting myself on the back for not saying it's uh do you know who this person is? Uh Ali something. No. Ali something. She starts all our videos with Hey, best pally, I'm out. Oh, God. I hate it. Whatever. But you're not going to say you hate her, right? Right, yeah. Yeah. So that's like, I don't know, it's it's like a little lesson in you can dislike things. Don't be super mean about it. And I feel like we've probably been super mean and we've said like, this person sucks and... We don't get personal, though. Yeah, I I don't know. For some reason, it it upset me very much. Also, because this YouTuber... um, this YouTuber reminds me of myself in some ways, in like not in like bad ways. Like when I watch The Office, I don't think you're supposed to identify with. Do, do you ever identify with Michael Scott? Uh, not really. But I like do. his his uh, his desire to be liked, I guess maybe. Okay, so like I identify with Michael Scott a lot, or I did when I would watch The Office. Of like, oh man, this guy, like this. <laughs> I don't know, like in, in like the sort of class clown kind of way, and that like it's funny, but. I don't know. People could just as easily laugh at you as they yeah. would laugh with you. So, like, I don't know. I, I, I get a little self conscious watching Michael Scott because I'm like, I feel like I've got some of Michael Squat, Michael, Michael Squash, uh, <laughs> crappy qualities. Um, so anyway, like, I don't know. This that was just that, that just upset me that everybody uh, is crapping on this person who like I, I've watched enough of her videos. Like, she's not doing anything wrong. She's not doing anything mean. I don't think that she's out there hating. So. I don't know. Maybe without the actual tweet and without the comments, uh, I'm not painting a, a good enough picture. But it's just like a reminder that like the goal is to drag people. The yeah, goal pretty is much. To like, and the, the, the video was, and again, not for me. It was, <laughs> what if Truth Hurts was by Mumford & Sons? And everybody oh. was like, oh, white girl blah blah super mean to to this girl and i'm like man i don't know i I guess it's well well, i think like like it's funny because like that girl is is really chasing the clout by doing i mean she probably oh yeah yeah like a lot of videos are like what if this Billie eilish song is by michael jackson she's chasing that clout yeah and she's doing it in her own way which is like you may not like it you clearly don't really love it but she's doing it i've watched she's doing it and, and it's working for her apparently but I, like on the same hand, these people on Twitter that are dragging her, 
chasing the clout too. They're just chasing those retweet, retweets, chasing that engagement. And they're doing it in their own way, and they're being successful. So they're kind of just both like counteracting each other. Total entertainment forever is just blasting <laughs> in my head right now. That is so weird, though. It's true. Like, they're doing the same thing with like the same end goal. We live in a society. At least where, you can say about fucking Allie that yeah. she's being a nice person trying to do it. Like, she's not harming anybody. Yeah. The, the people on Twitter are just being nasty and trying folks, to get that clout. If there's stuff about Allie we don't know, feel like, free to text She's in. racist. Right. Let like, us if, know. like, if she's like, I don't know, if she, like, I don't know, if she's been, like, arrested or something or like whatever. Tax evader. Got a, right. Got a rap sheet. Let us know. I don't know. For me, it just seemed like somebody, a, a very eccentric person with a lot of energy. Just wanted to make a video, yeah. and that's and that's, that's cool. Her job, I think, that would be her. I, I checked her Patreon. Oh, is she doing better than us? Clearing twenty six hundo per video. What? Her Patreon thing Damn, is per dude. video. I saw it was like, wow, man, you could do one dollar. Oh wait, that's one dollar video, and that's the lowest one. Wow, and there there are people that are dishing out like, Damn, yeah, we got to get. We gotta have Allie on and ask her what her secret is. <laughs> Don't even ask her about her YouTube channel. Just yeah. ask her about like, you know, bi- Patreon business. Right. What do we need to do? We have the Christmas song this episode, by the way, and it's uh, what if, what if Andy Williams's World the most wonderful time of the year was by Jermaine uh, Dupree. <laughs> oh, hell yes, that uh, I haven't heard it yet, but I'm very very excited. Yes, to hear. it's. I'm going to be hearing it with the people. This is a bonding experience for me and the listeners. So this stinks. Uh, As we were talking about how we were going to play this for you the first time, you were like, man, what if we... We should have like some like world premiere imaging. And I'm like... This time. World premiere. Yeah. This time. I guess. I don't know. I, I can't spend any more time... I, I could I could work Not on like something. I don't have the time for it, meaning like I need this... I need this song... Out of my life <laughs> forever. I wrote it in like a very short amount of time. Almost all, all this. And this is not like a brag because you're going to hear the song and be like, yo, that sounds like somebody wrote it in two seconds. Mm-hmm. But uh, I wrote. I feel like that's a point, though. Christmas songs aren't supposed to be overthought. No, I feel like uh, it- major chord, major chord, uh, diminished chord, major chord. Easy peasy. Yeah. And also like the Taylor Swift uh, Christmas song that came out last week. Like, my first reaction was like, oh, man, this is so fucking stupid. And yeah. then, like, the more I thought about it, I was like, well, who cares? It's a fucking Christmas song. All Christmas songs are fucking stupid and yeah. they're basic, and that's what you want them to be. You don't need to be, like, a music critic when it comes to a Christmas song. So I was like, this song is very basic and very stupid. And then, like, two days later, I was like, this song is cool. It would seem to me that the Taylor song, and I got coworkers who are obsessed with Taylor. There's, like, a little Taylor hive. Mm-hmm. I kind of dip in and out i'm like an honorary member they don't really like me in the taylor hive because they're like oh, that dude you, got, you gotta thoughts you, you on gotta this. commit or you or you're out right like I think randy that, is fully in on the taylor yeah. hive but i think that i don't know i'll have to ask some friends who are in various taylor hives i think i got some clout in the taylor hives because uh having i know places as your favorite taylor song i think is is kind of respectable yeah, I don't know. If, like, if I met somebody who was like a big Taylor Swift fan, I know places is my favorite Taylor Swift song. I'd be like, "Yo, I bet you understand that all this too guy can, well." This is guy overrated, can think for right? himself. Yeah, yeah, and they, we'd probably talk about how all too well is. And then I'm yeah, over here being like, "Cruel summer, jam of the summer." Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when it, was there a was there much like song of the summerisms with Taylor? No, 
I just remember I was putting. Uh, I moved. I feel like Lil Nas X just really just put a coffin in Song of the Summer. There was Hell no yes. Song of the Summer discussion this year. I love that kid. As I um, as I become more, I, don't, I was going to say like Buddhist, whatever the hell I've been getting Zen? into lately, where I'm really trying to be cognizant of like, don't let when shit I'm bother like you. Me, no, like when like when I'm mean or when I say something that could like hurt somebody's feelings, I'm trying to to back off that because. I don't know, like some sometimes somebody can say something to you that's not even that's like run of the mill, mm-hmm. but depending on how you're feeling or depending on whatever, right. you could be like, that sucks. For example, I got really mad at your friend uh Jim a few weeks ago. Oh, right, yeah. Uh got a friend Jim. He uh I think he would tell you he uh he likes to put a microscope to everything. He's a, he's a cynic. He's he's a bit cynical. Yeah. Uh, and I said I love knives out, and he was like you Did said, you actually like Knives Out? You oh, said no, it was your favorite, said, favorite movie of the year. So far, and he was like, "Was it actually your favorite movie? Like, did you really like it more than Parasite, or are you just saying that because that seems like the you thing to do?" And I got like sixty angry feelings <laughs> because that, all at once. Because like that is, I mean, that's like such a like a I don't know I, I don't want to call it like passive aggressive, but it's such a like a layered insult. Oh, yeah. it, oh it's it's definitely. Um, it's definitely like condescending. Yeah, for sure. And it's coming from Jim who sees like two movies a year. Right. And so like you can you can like disagree or say that to somebody who if like if you're on the same playing field. Jim's yeah. on the same playing field for movies. Right. He's seen like two movies and he's like, Oh, I'm not gonna see knives out. It's just it's clue. I was like, You haven't seen it, how do you know? Oh yeah. So and I, I legitimately you've seen me, you've seen me in action with Jim. Yeah. Big Jim fan. Jim's great. I love Jim. But I hung I out like, with him last weekend. I I was like, man, Jim Jim's capable of hurting me. Like that <laughs> that that made me upset. So anyway, like, Jim is not as cranky on the internet or in real life. Definitely as he not. seems to be on the internet. Definitely not. Yeah. And when I'm around Jim, sometimes I try to even like play up, like, like get him going, <laughs> prod him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You, you can't piss off Jim get in real life. To, no, like to no, like get him to be like, hey, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? What do you think of this? And he's like, oh, whatever. Like, yeah. to each their own. And but yeah, on, on the internet, he's he's a little real cranky pants, cranky pants, a little more of a grumpasaurus. Yeah. I I hope that Jim is not insulted by me saying that. Jim does definitely does not listen to this podcast. You're fine. Does Jim do podcasts at all? Do you think? Yes, he does a few. I'm trying to ask where I'm trying. I'm trying to think what would he, he listen to. He definitely doesn't listen to anything on the. Ringer. Well, I could expose him. You well, you say on the record on the ringer. Oh no, probably not. I'm probably not on the, the, <laughs> on the record. Like, he probably like, doesn't like. To... Yeah, I could expose him for one podcast. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's not do that because we're. Uh, where is this coming from? Oh, um, yeah. I'm trying not to be a hater or anything, but I saw that Taylor Swift put out that Christmas song, and she was like, "I just wrote this song, and I really want to put it out, and it's almost holiday season." Blah blah. And I heard that song, and, and you're like, like, "Get your own podcast." Yeah. No, I heard that song, and I was like, "Yo, you can say whatever you want, Taylor." That was just like a little. That was just like a progression that you had lying around. Oh tried yeah, tried to work it yeah. into something and couldn't. You you were you weren't in love with whatever you you could make, so you're like, well, let's use it for something. And then you made a Christmas song. That's yeah. what that was. Yeah, and I didn't buy for a second that it was like a a spontaneous like. Well, I I'm not gonna wait a year to release it, so let's just put it out now. Yeah. There is nothing that that girl does that is not completely premeditated and yeah Yeah. and just completely laid out for how it's gonna work right that little cat video and the drop that is that is a product of like i'm not even sure 15 months of (laughs) meticulous planning and she's like screaming at her cats being like you're getting the take wrong some of the some of those cats are okay 
I feel like I feel like those cats are uh, are like robots. Really? Yeah. Like she she can't have cats that fail the takes, so she just gets robotic robotic cats that will nail the take every time. Are you excited to see cats? Uh, no. N- n- yes, to see what it is, because it's either going to be spectacular or it's going to be the worst thing in the world, yeah. and both the both of those things sound really appealing. There's no yeah. way it falls in the middle. I will say to to quote a friend. Uh, Ending up liking cats would be a DJ thing to do. Like I could see myself yeah. being like, "Yeah, definitely." Yo, I'm. I, I it has music. It's ridiculous. About it, it has yeah. Taylor Swift. It has Idris Elba. Uh, oh, like, really? It has Idris Elba? Yeah, dude. Okay. So like I'm you're definitely gonna be a cats guy. I don't know. I don't like. Uh, I don't like cats. Actually, I, I don't. I don't dislike cats, but I'm the animal or I'm the a show? dog guy. Okay. What I said: the animal yeah. or the show? The animal. They, uh, I don't know. I know that people, I, people like that they're judgmental and everything. Yeah, I like that they're uh, they have personalities. And I like they, like, a lot of them are assholes. I like they keep to themselves. Yeah, definitely. I like that. You can just leave. Like you can leave a cat for like yeah, couple. So days. I've I've like for a while I was like oh dogs all the way and I fucking love dogs. I love dogs so much. I I think the dogs are the greatest things in the world. But I'm like the older I get and the more wise I get. I'm just learning that you can like a lot of things. And, yes. And <laughs> I was going to say cats. You know what cats and dogs are? Good. Hockey and basketball. You can like both of them. People's brains explode. And like if they if like if you're a big hockey fan and you're like, wait, what do you mean you were at the basketball game? Uh, Only one sport this season, bro. And basketball fans are like, yo, like you can like whatever you want. Cool. So I think I'm, like, d- I think I'm going with these guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> these guys seem yeah. way cooler. Uh, I mean, I think dogs are the best thing in the world, but I also think that cats are, are very great for different reasons. Yeah. So you can have them both. You can like them both. I, I like hanging out with them both. I, I think that uh, cats are probably funnier because, like, they're just the biggest assholes. Yeah. I don't know. Dogs can... Dogs just do it for me. Although I... Do you think you'll ever get a dog as an adult? Yes. 100%. I don't know. We'll see. Mm. I don't think so. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. They're like certain chips have to fall in certain places for sure. But but I, I would uh, I would run myself into a dog in a, like a in a bad situation, and like I'd I'd find a way to work around it. Like I like a, like a situation where like I shouldn't get where a dog right now. Dog? Yeah. yeah. And, like, I've thought about it at, at this place, this apartment that I live at. I'm not allowed oh, to have dogs. I'm like, there's definitely a way that I could sneak a dog in here. Yeah, I could sneak a dog in here. I, I, my current place, I think I could do a dog, but nah. I, I, enough people close to me have dogs, and I, I get right. my, my dog fixed. Yeah. Uh, so what? What shall we, do the, uh, shall we do the Christmas song? Yeah, let's, uh, so, let's get to it. Yeah, this was for the, uh, the, the Patreon thing where, like, if we hit a certain amount of subscribers, then we will do certain things and we're going to set little goals and carrots and stuff. And this was the first one. So thank you guys for doing that. Uh, Making as, it happen. Yeah. As I said, it the song is very simple, took very little time to write most of the most of the words were quickly done. Um, Are you uncomfortable and, right now? 
I'm like physically uncomfortable. Yeah. I have an itch. Oh, okay. I've been, yeah, I've been like. I didn't know if this was like a. I didn't know if this was like a like I'm an like anxiety inducing like something no, that you're no, not looking. I did catch myself doing the like. Artists do this, and it drives me crazy. I'm not saying. Yeah, it I'm, sort of felt like you were like being interviewed about something that that you that you brought like, up yourself, your creative pro, like your creative thing. So I'm not going to name. I'm not going to name names. A musician that we know does that. They'll post videos after they come up with a song, and they'll start. To, they'll be like, "I wrote this song when I was." Huh, let me think. I'm like, you're making the video yourself. <laughs> No one just like, like nobody's putting this you on the spot. You. Yeah, you're <laughs> on the spot right now. It's so weird. Like, I don't know if you. Anyway, the quick little explanation of that is, wrote it quickly. It took a while though to do the arrangement and uh, mix it so it sounded like anything. I still don't know if uh, I mixed it well at all. My friend uh, Dave Lefkin from the band Fox Trotter. Uh, played piano on this and i i like a lot of things about it but i don't know we'll we'll see what uh what you bozos think uh pete's gonna listen and we'll put it in then we'll talk about it this is a brunch world premiere this is a world premiere it's a world premiere world, 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 world premiere what up brunch controls this is your boy jeff jeff, jeff jeff and you are listening to a brunch, brunch world premiere it's a world premiere ladies and gentlemen this is a world premiere let's go merry christmas pete Hey, Merry Christmas. <laughs> what? You said that last time. I think it's a good, it's like a seasonal thing. All right. Someone's angry with coffee cups. They say they've changed them too soon. But all I hear is a choir singing silver bells to you. Forget complaining about decorating. We wouldn't do that around here. Cause the holidays only come once a year. Oh, the holidays only come once a year. Oh, the holidays come once a year. They only come once a year. They'll be certificates of gifts and baskets of fruit. The season of sharing for old and the youth. That holiday spirit will never get long in the tooth. A cinnamon cookie to munch with a friend. When that son of a bitch Kringle has done it again. It only comes once a year. The holidays only come once a year Oh, the 
holidays come once a year They only come once a year So close the pantry No more snacking You keep me plenty full, my dear Cause the holidays only come Once a year Just every episode for the next month or so, just start off with Merry Christmas. Keep it going, maybe even a little past Christmas. Well, that's just fucking amazing. Oh, I am, I'm blown away. It might literally be my favorite favorite holiday song of all time. That uh, not a joke to it, and like laughing and smiling the whole time might be my favorite holiday song <laughs> the whole time. My biggest fear was, uh, and I, the listeners are going to have this reaction, but at least you didn't. My biggest fear was I was going to just put it in there. You'd be like, hmm. "Word, cool, yeah, nice job, buddy." Well, anytime, anytime like, you on. like, anytime you like something and you like play it for somebody, there is like that very awkward like. Right. What do you think? It's pretty pretty good, right? Right. Now imagine you don't like it, but you made it. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love it. It's amazing. Um, I uh, the fruit got I, me. Really so got me. I finished it yesterday. Focus grouped it a bit, sent it to a few people, sent it to uh, Jeff, Randy, a couple of uh, music pals, our buddy Wayne, and uh, the only reaction it got was certificates of gifts. Ha <laughs> ha. Really? <laughs> and like they weren't saying like, yo, this sucks or anything, yeah. but I was like, I don't know. I, I wanted to follow up be like... Can I please have more notes? Anything else? Right. Not and like again, like not looking for like it's great or whatever, but yeah. just like like any fe- the only feedback it got was certificates of gifts. And I was like, that's not even gonna be the part that Pete likes. It's no. gonna be the next line. I didn't even catch that. Yeah, there'll be certificates of gifts and uh baskets of fruit okay. the season of sharing yeah. for all. I was for completely uh, the whatever happened before fruit just throw it out the window because that's the yeah. only thing that mattered to me. Uh, in that song, also the uh, you sandbagging son of a bitch with the world premiere. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was that was great. Is you it... you were like, we should have this. I was like, man, if only I'd thought of that and spent. I'm just gonna play that one more time. That's the part that I like the most out of the whole thing, really. Uh, I mean, it's uh, it's incredible. I was like, uh, well, I got Jeff obviously because I think yeah. he said my name is Jeff. Yeah. Uh, and then the second one, I didn't realize it was Kellen. Uh, you missed the first one. What's the first one? Randy. Randy. Yeah. Oh wow. DJ, I think it's DJ Randy. DJ DJ, uh, pitched up and down. DJ <laughs> Jeff. DJ Jeff, Kellen, uh, Jeff. Let's. You let's couldn't see. have reached out to to Lena. She's not really doing anything. I thought about it. I did think about. it. I was like, man, this is not a well represented. Do not uh, use a bullet on Lena for for that. Oh, like a favor. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 If we got a. a, a favor that we're going to call in with lena she she knows way too many cool people for us to be yes. like can you do a quick voice memo <laughs> for me man 
Uh, this can't be every episode, but every, I, every time I, I read something about Lena, it's always like the next, the, yeah. the next unbelievable. Did thing. Uh, did you tell them not to tell me because nobody spilled the beans? Yes, I did. So okay. let me see. Uh, I had so I sent a, a video to select Patreon subscribers yes. while, while I was working on it, and that came with a contract. That they don't oh, really? tell anybody, and that if they don't like it, they keep it to themselves <laughs> until everybody else hears it. And then when I sent it to uh, Jeff and Kellen and uh, all those cats, I said, I sent it with, Pete doesn't hear it till tomorrow, so don't text him, this sucks yet. Uh, yeah, then I, this this is my fair part. Hold on. ba 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 Randy. Kellen. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow, I, I guess I miss Randy because he's such a good actor that he dis- disguised himself so well that I couldn't tell it was him. It's, you know what? I asked both him and Kellen to... Just say, like, in their own voice, this is a world premiere. And both of them sent back, this is a world <laughs> premiere. Which I think was them being like, whatever this is going to be used for, I got to distance let myself him, Let them know that I'm not taking this seriously. <laughs> or, like, if it ends up being something stupid, people don't know that it was me. Leave me some pl- plausible deniability. Kind of like it could be like, oh, this, this is on my speaking voice. I don't talk like that. <laughs> Uh, either way, fucking knocked it out of the park. I'm, cool. I'm very proud, especially that the, that was our first uh, Patreon like reward. Yeah. So congratulations uh, and thank you to the Patreon people. Um, I thought about putting it on like a thing, like uh, Spotify or something like that. And a that costs money, but it's but not it's not so prohibitive that uh, we wouldn't do it. But also it. Uh, I think it takes like 10 to 14 days, and we'll be, I think the holidays will be uh, gone will be, once the year. Right. So we're in, the, we're in the, the Taylor Swift bind, the situation that she faced where she was going to have to sit on it for a whole year. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's a way to like send the file to uh, anybody on Patreon. I think you can do... I don't know. I got to look into Actually, it. But I think like Bandcamp or something, maybe you can just oh, yeah. upload it for free and then people can download it. And then once you've downloaded a song, like uh, Gilded Cage by Father John Misty isn't on any streaming services, yes. but I bought it on Amazon and one of my friends showed me how I could add it to my Spotify. Okay. So if anybody wants it uh, that badly, I am thoroughly we can proceeding find a way. as though people will not, but if... I mean, do. all the Father John Misty pop songs are not available anywhere. They're just on YouTube, and and it's like I listen to those all yeah. the time. So if we can do it, you can maybe just put it on our YouTube channel or something like that. And if yeah. you want to listen to it, just pop on the YouTube app. May I ask you a personal question? Yes. Uh, are you on a Father John Misty kick? Yes. Yeah, you I can thought... definitely tell by the brunch social media. So that's what's so great. I'm like, I bet they don't even know. There have been a lot of Father John Misty tweets from the uh, brunch social media, yeah. and they have been from... Pete, yeah. and that made me think. And one time I walked in, you were listening to Father John Misty, and you know what? 
little detective that I am, I'm putting two and two together. I'm like, I think somebody's on a Father John Misty kick. And the best is, is that like, I'm on a Father John Misty kick without like recognizing any of his official songs. I was going to say, I don't know. Like, have you been listening to his albums? I've no. Just, I've been listening to uh, all the the pop songs, yeah, his pop songs. Uh, Toyota Prius commercial, mm-hmm. his uh, obviously Gilded Cage that never yeah. leaves the rotation, yep. but also uh, just a, a, a really strong Tiny Dancer karaoke kick. I loved the, uh, the tweet from the Brunch account every mall in december <laughs> yeah. merry christmas satan. satan um i actually speaking of father john misty or josh tillman non-father john misty projects while making the holiday song i was listening to a lot of the christmas classics to just see how uh those kind of crooner songs were mixed and uh I was listening to like the Frank Sinatra ones, but the sound I was trying to emulate there, probably done very poorly, was uh, It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year, Andy Williams. Because I, I think we, we've discussed this. He just sounds so drunk in that song. He's like the it's the most wonderful time of the and he just like yeah, his voice just sounds lubed. Yeah, it sounds like it's like he just got on a piano at like twelve thirty at night at a bar. He's had a couple. Yeah, yeah, right. He's had a few. So uh, then I just went down an Andy Williams rabbit hole, non Christmas songs, and uh, his song "I Can't Get Used to Losing You" is the song that is sampled uh, on Hold Up. And that made me do a hold up deep dive because as we do our best albums of the year and best songs and well, whatever is of twenty tens. Yeah, I've started to do it and I'm like, I don't know, it's it's tough. But uh Lemonade and Hold Up, right. It's it's just there's just gonna be more next week anyway. <laughs> uh Lemonade and Hold Up are like two of my favorite things from this last year hold up in particular probably if if there were like a top 10 or top five songs from the last 10 years i would say hold up is definitely in there and uh it made me just do like a deep dive on that song because it still blows my mind that that song was diplo had that sample the dun 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 and he had Ezra Koenig from Vampire Weekend in to potentially do a major laser song. And Ezra had tweeted uh, something paraphrasing Maps. You know the song uh, Maps by the AAS? Wait, they don't love you like I love you. You know that song. Maybe. Anyway, he tweeted, instead of wait, they don't love you like I love you, hold up, they don't love you like I love you. So... Uh, Diplo told him to come up with a hook and he just started singing those lyrics and he came up with that chorus. And then Beyonce was like, yo, this is dope. And she'd been listening to some of the Mist Man and she was like, yo, let's send this to Father John Misty see if he can't come up with a verse. And Father John Misty came up with the verse and the pre-chorus. And I forget who else had a hand in it, but like that song touched so many yeah, different like- <laughs> hands before it got to Beyonce. And it was like a Thanksgiving dinner of gods and they just keep like passing the plate. Totally. And then it ends up uh, in Beyonce's lap. And I have so many questions like there hasn't again, like I I'm saying this from having just done like a deep dive. Like I want to do like a documentary on that song and like get people talking about what they did and how they came up with it. You know, you should do uh, an oral history. People fucking love oral histories. Yeah, but do they read them? People like making them. I don't know if people actually read them. Yeah, I think people I think people read them. 
I think, think people so? fucking love oral histories. Because like anytime there's a good oral history on something that people like, it's just like all, it, it dominates Twitter for that entire day. Yeah. It's but it's, just it's like, tough because I don't know whether to take someone's word for it when they're like, you got to read this oral history. I'm that's like, true. And this is bad. So someone in our line of work that I'm like, Did you do I really? <laughs> do I really have to? Is this a good oral history? Is um, it going to change my life? Yeah. So anyway, that's... Uh, it's it's wild because when that song first came out, it was definitely while this podcast was happening. I was obsessed with that song, and I would I don't know if I was a big Father John Misty fan yet, but I remember eventually I saw like, oh, Josh Tillman is one of the songwriters. That's that's pretty neat. And now that I go back and like read up on it's it, all you care about, <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. Like now that I go back and read up on it, I think it's super cool that Beyonce was like, yo. This is, well, like, it's very cool know, that, that, that like, was probably around like Honey Bear or something. Yeah. So like Beyonce's listening to "I Love You, Honey Bear." That's and insane. Is like, hey, I want Josh Tillman <laughs> to be in on Beyonce music. I mean, it, one, it's insane that Beyonce listens to fa- to Father John Mystery, and two, it's just it's like it's very cool when like these very huge superstars are like don't have such a big ego totally. that they're like, let's send it to somebody else that's amazing, right? And see if they can do something. It's so fucking weird. Like, even, like, these... Uh, I just always imagine, like, anybody who is at that level to be, like, very controlling, very, like, this yeah. is mine. I, I'm I'm doing it the way that I want to do it. Right. I don't know. It's, like, I'm not even a fucking musician, but, like, anything I come up with, anything that I come up with that's, like, creative, I'm always, like... Very protective wait, over it. This... If I started this, then I should be the one that finishes it, and I should be the only one that does it. Or if I give it to somebody, like, what if they do it better than I do it, or whatever. Yeah. So it's wild that, like, Beyonce, who... Maybe it's just because she is Beyonce, and she's like, well, no one's gonna think Father John Misty's better than me, so... Yeah, sure. Yeah, Diplo, do whatever you... Yeah, Ezra, cool. Like, no matter what happens... Yeah. I can't like, like I'm a, still the fucking star here. Imagine that being able to like stare down Vampire Weekend and be like, you can't fucking touch me. <laughs> you can't put a dent in me. Yeah, sure. Write my song. Yeah. Shout out true. Beyonce. Did you ever watch her uh, Netflix thing? No. Homecoming? No. I have no idea how I didn't watch that. I still haven't watched it. I haven't watched it. I haven't watched anything on Netflix really other than Shit's Creek. Oh, you're doing that? Yeah. Very good. How about uh, how about Marriage Story? Oh, I did watch Marriage Story. Yeah. Wow, great transition. That's a good little transition. Uh, this episode, by the way, brought to you by nobody. Uh, Marriage Story. Yes. Marriage Hell of a story. movie. Marriage Story, fucking unbelievable movie. I uh, thought the first five minutes, or like the first like 10 to 15 minutes, I was like, buckle up, Deej. This is your favorite movie you've ever seen. Really? And it didn't end up being my favorite no. movie I've ever seen, but I thought it was great, and I thought that performances all around awesome i mean that's the Laura one Dern, that's God the one damn. takeaway i mean even ray liotta yes in a supporting role like, ray liotta was knocked it out of the park courtroom scene between laura dern and ray liotta while driver and scar joe are just serving looks and reacting incredible this movie also by the way was uh out of focus porn oh right yeah 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 i mean right. the, the movie was shot great totally. it's just a very good aesthetic um I mean, obviously, the the biggest takeaway is that every performance in this movie was like really, unbelievable, really good, yeah. like career best for almost everybody involved. Yeah, someone asked me after they were like, uh, they hadn't seen it yet, and uh, they were like, "How was everybody in it?" I was like, "Everybody's really good." I was like, "Scarlett Johansson, I thought was great," 
And then we got into a conversation of like, do we think Scarlett Johansson's a particularly great? Like, have I ever really thought about if Scarlett Johansson's great? Never really knocked my socks off, but she never really right. takes away from the enjoyment ever. Right. Uh, the only the only uh, thing I could contribute to that was that I didn't love Lost in Translation as much as everybody else. But I feel like that's almost become a thing. That's become like a a group that. Oh, I think Lost in like people do call Lost in Translation overrated now. But like, I don't okay. think she was bad in that movie. I just thought that movie wasn't that amazing. Okay, but she uh, she was great in the Jungle Book. Remember, she was yes, yeah, she was uh, very uh, very sexy, right? Or sexy, phallic, sensual. Yeah, snake. She's the the horniest snake. Yes, and. Adam Driver plays the horniest snake in this. What? Movie. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I was going to say, what? Well, he cheats on her. He, he uh, wants, and he doesn't consider it cheating. <laughs> that so is he, he totally off the books. That is, that, that's pretty rough. <laughs> well, if you think about it. You I weren't having sex it, with me. I don't consider I wasn't it cheating, cheating <laughs> therefore it's not. Like, so th- when he said that, it was like his reason, he's like, well, you stopped having sex with me. I didn't cheat on you. All right. Like, sure, man. Uh, like, and she didn't really like. She didn't really counterpunch there. She was right. like, okay, <laughs> yeah. The I don't know. I've not been uh, in that situation. I guess of we're in the middle of a divorce and like you did whatever. Yeah, but, but that wasn't like in the middle of a divorce. That was just like she had stopped having sex with him, like while they were together. Oh no, no, no! I'm saying like how they navigated that. Oh that, yeah, uh, that yeah, big yeah. argument. But um, yeah, man, the uh, th- this movie moved me to tears. I think twice. Oh wow! Uh, I don't think that I cried at all, but like I, I was just very captivated. My friends and I discussed that after. There's a difference. There's tears and there's crying. Like well up. Right, like, te- like you get tears in your eyes, and they don't uh, necessarily have to fall. And I think right, and I think I got tears in my eyes during the fight scene, and then I cried at the end of the movie. Okay, I don't think that either one happened to me, and I was just sort of like captivated by the movie the whole time, and yeah. like it, it, it didn't necessarily like move me to to like cry or well up, but I was just like, wow, this is very sad, but also very fascinating. I think that this movie did a good job of. Uh, of honestly capturing the phenomenon, this is going to be controversial. This is going to be a bad take, whatever. I'm not trying to for it to be a bad, uh, unproductive thing. But uh, the way they captured what we call gaslighting, I think was very real. And the more I think about it, I think that a lot of cases of gaslighting, like I, I did not think that Adam Driver was like a bad guy and that he even intentionally was gaslighting her mm-hmm. he for sure was gaslighting her but i think that was just like the dynamic of their relationship and the longer people two people know each other the i don't know like a a, a dynamic between them becomes formed yeah and like their dynamic happened to be that he would he would always have an answer for everything and i don't think that he intentionally was like ah oh, well I'm gonna f- I'm gonna trick her into seeing things my way. No, I think that like if you're if you are a manipulative person or like have manipulative right, like, tendencies, if you, have it, if you can manipulate somebody, yeah, yeah, and like you're not necessarily always uh, like consciously uh-huh, thinking that you're going to manipulate somebody, but it's just like 
the way that your brain operates at some point and then like maybe later you take a step back and realize it yeah but i yeah like i and do think like, that he was sort of that way and i think that he was so selfish that uh he he didn't even really and she says it at a point in the movie like yeah. you are so selfish that you don't realize how selfish you are yeah he uh, but but it was weird like i I don't know. Like I, I felt for him in some ways. I mean, I, I felt for both of them. Both of them were. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, both of them were not good to one another, and I guess that's the story of a of so, a, a a dead relationship. But. So, like, what I like so much about this movie is what I like so much about Five Hundred Days of Summer, where it doesn't necessarily paint like one character as like the yeah right like and especially coming from uh no bombback who like this is basically like his true story of his his divorce with his his wife yeah and like the fact that he was able to write that movie and write the dialogue and have it like sort of shaped the way that it was without painting somebody as like a a villain or whatever i think that's really cool and honestly like i think that if there's anybody that is painted in a worse light in this movie it's adam driver who is noah bomback and so like that i think is very admirable yeah i don't know i mean we could do i think you did a scorecard of uh Five Hundred Days of Summer. This would be a good movie for it too you could do it with this movie but i i i wouldn't want to right right like so like the thing the why I did it was for five hundred days of summer was to because, prove the p- to because everybody like anybody with a basic mind is like oh summer's a bitch right and it's like right. no <laughs> it's like the movie is told through Tom's point of view so like she seems like a bad person for, at some points in the movie but it's also because it's being told by by uh, by Tom and and like this one is definitely a more neutral perspective yeah do they do they they don't say that word in the movie do they does one of bitch? them yeah. In Five Hundred Days of Summer, yeah. does one of them? Uh, I don't know, but like I, I've definitely seen takeaways where like, oh, Summer's a bitch. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I bet, I bet they do say it at least one point. Oh, they definitely say Would, it uh, because it's from Tom's perspective, and I definitely think that he calls her a bit. Or oh no, or, no, uh, no, no, the friend. Opening credits, no opening credits say uh, this is like not dedicated to whomever, or whatever, and no. then it says B word, isn't it? Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, wild. Um, anyway, this this was a great, great, but also difficult movie. You know who's the most underrated person in the movie? The uh, the first lawyer. No, he's good though. The first lawyer is very What's fucking he funny. He's in a bunch of shit. Yeah, but I have I no he, idea. He might be like a famous. Actor. He's like a that guy. Is he Alan? That's Alda. not Alan Alda. Is yeah, it? it is. Oh, I was gonna say it's probably Alan Alda. Damn, he was uh, he was in Thirty Rock. What else was he in? Alan? Mash. Oh, I think that was his big thing. He was also in whatever. Anyway, <laughs> it, it's it's whatever. Um, he's eighty three. Shouts out Alan Alda. He was very funny in this. The scene, scene where he's telling the joke to Adam Driver. Yes, great. Yes. The scene. I'm sorry, am I the, paying for this? Joke? I think I think my my biggest laugh was. Uh, well, I, if I was representing you, and he's like, "You are representing me," right, 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 right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, shit. Was like, oh no, most underrated person in the movie, the woman who observes. Oh my the god, Adam Driver with the kid, unbelievable. She was so good that, like, she's my favorite actress. I think <laughs> she is incredible to be able to like so keep monotone that, yeah. and so uncomfortable. 
It was in that, an already super uncomfortable situation. Right. Like you, you, that came after the fight scene. And right. If you're like, oh, if this movie's gonna get even more uncomfortable, you wouldn't believe it after that scene. <laughs> Enter the greatest actor of our time. She was amazing. The the knife scene is fucking unbelievable. That was. Were you concerned as you were watching that? Yes. Yeah. I oh was yeah. Like, is this? I was, the movie's been going on for like an hour and a half. This could be it. <laughs> <laughs> I was very concerned uh, about the carpet during that scene uh, because he was like holding his arm down. I was like, oh, there's blood gushing down his arm and it's going to be all over the carpet. There's no way he's going to be able to get that out. I, I, well, no. Remember, he said he was returning it too. the carpet. Yeah. He oh, was putting God. out stuff for the lady when she came and the kid was all excited. And he was like, well, we're, we're going to we're taking a lot of this stuff back. <laughs> God. It gave me such bad anxiety. Like that's all. Like it felt bad that I was like, I was that's what I was thinking was about. Yeah, yeah, that was that was like, my. This take. guy's dying, and I'm like, oh my god, protect the carpet. I, uh, oh my god, that scene was too, too much. But the scene at the end wrecked me. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. It, I mean that that was not predictable, but like that's kind of the only way that it could end, right. I suppose. And yeah, it was tough, but like. At the end of the day, I think it's sort of again not to go back to Five Hundred Days of Summer, but like I, th- I think it's a happy ending. Yeah, for for all all parties involved. Uh, funny scene when she hooks up with the the lighting the douche guy, bag. Yeah, yeah, with the clown, but she's just like feeling that like she's taking control of her life. Yeah, and she dictates exactly what's going to yep. happen. She's like, "This is what this is what you do. get. Take it or leave it. You're going to do this." And that is it. That's all I'm doing. And he's like, okay. And she, then she says something. She's like, like I'm in control or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking awesome. She was really, really good in it. But they were both so... They good. were both uh, unbelievable. I think right now, if I had to pick, uh, I think Adam Driver, best actor for me. Yeah. Uh, like, he was he was unbelievable. Yeah. I guess it's time to think about... Because I, I, I see these movies and I think, like, best picture or no, and that's it. Yeah. But, Yeah. Like, got to think about the the old best actor, actress, best supporting. I mean, Adam Driver. I, I it's. I would for I'd be and, uh, I'd be okay with uh, Laura Dern getting best, best supporting. supporting. Yeah. She was great. Um, but like for me, Adam Driver is like the perfect uh sort of like candidate for best actor in this movie because like one it has the scenes mm-hmm. like there's always those those like certain scenes yeah. that stick with you and those are always the ones that they play at the Oscars and then like when they go through the candidates at the Oscars you're like ah oh, fuck I think that guy might win it because of that scene yeah and so uh, this movie for sure has it and I also think that like as with almost any bombback movie where like it's so character driven and so like performance driven that that like he had the toughest job maybe of anybody in the category yeah this year so uh that that's probably my pick you know what the thing about bombback is that whenever i see that name or hear that name it just sounds like someone uh smushed benedict cumberbatch together (laughs) and all the extra letters just like flew up and got squeezed out and then Bombback is the name. That's not that's my a, take on. That's my take on <laughs> best director. <laughs> yeah, that's my take on Bombback. Uh, for like, I, I'm not like the biggest Bombback fan. Just because I had to ask you, I was like, what does? I was like, I see that guy's name. Yeah. What did he do again? And he did the uh, was it while we're young? 
He did uh, either it's when we're young or while we're young. When you were young, yes, by the killers. By the killers. <laughs> uh, he did that one. He did that had a Oak graphic uh, oral sex scene. Did it when you were young? No, it didn't. Did it? No. Yeah, this was a this is a Brandon Flowers. Joke. Oh, you motherfucker! Okay, I was like, I saw that movie and I don't re- recall that. But uh, yeah, he did. Joke being devotees, he does Brandon mm-hmm. Flowers. Mm-hmm. You know what? His own. You know mm-hmm. what? Because he seems like he's a fan of himself. Yeah, while, that's not insulting him, by the way. That's while we're young, uh, and he did the Myrowitz stories. He did the Squid and the Whale. Uh, Francis Ha. I didn't see that one. Uh, Kicking and screaming. The life. Wait, Aquatic. Kicking and screaming. Yeah, not the uh, not the soccer one. No, the one with. Um, shoot, who's in it? I don't know anybody who's in it. I think Perry no, Reeves de- is in it for a second. You definitely do. Uh, That's a good movie. Yeah. So it's he did that kids one. Kids just graduated college? Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. a good movie. He did that one. Uh, he did The Life Aquatic. He did uh, The Fantastic Mr. Fox, which doesn't <laughs> seem to fit in. Um, but yeah, like, is, uh, so for, like, I thought While We're Young was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the Meyerowitz stories drove me crazy just because I couldn't stand how neurotic uh, the, the characters were. And Might so, as well like, be when Harry met Sally, am I right? But, like, yeah. <laughs> but, like, Noah Baumbach is... Uh, like an it director at this point, so uh. Uh, I think I finally get it. Like this one, kind of blew me away. I would say this is my favorite of his that I've seen. Although yeah, I definitely not think even I've close. only seen uh, three. Hey, so that's a. Would you say this movie's top ten for the year? Yeah, yeah, I would definitely. Too. I would say it's in the it's pr- five to ten range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I think it. I think it might be closer to like five, yeah. six, seven there. So yeah, you know what I can't wait to do what. Uh, whenever a new movie enters the top ten, I get rid of the movie that I had nine because you are so not can, getting rid of. So I can keep Cold Pursuit as a uh, as an icebreaker. What was nine as a, before? As a conversation piece. Let's see. Uh, oh, I may have updated it. Shoot. Let me see. You make it feel like Christmas. Um, nine was the lighthouse. See ya, the lighthouse. <laughs> There's uh, a new marriage story in town. Yeah, I think you're gonna put it at nine. Uh, and then no, rearrange no, I'll after figure that. it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, like this movie. Once upon a time in Hollywood might get pushed down. Yeah, I mean, like these these movies, like the later movies that have that have come out and like we've snuck into the top ten. Yeah, could be recency bias, but I feel like they have more of a, a, no, a, we'll, a staying power. But even when seeing some of those movies, when seeing some of the earlier ones, I didn't think like, oh, I hope this is like my in my top five. You know, like I didn't think that they were uh, elite, elite, elite. Whereas these ones, I'm like, like I, I think that that uh, Marriage Story was really, really good. Yeah, and and I think that it's, it's going to like hold more more staying power, and it's it's uh, I'm definitely interested in rewatching it too, which is yeah. weird because it is such a tough movie. I don't know. Like, there's something about this movie that is very difficult, but also like very endearing and very, um, yeah. Like, you like all the characters, and you're sort of rooting for all the characters, even as they're going up against each other, which is extremely, extremely like a weird experience. Yeah, but it is also like that's sort of what divorce is, right? You like they have to be so ugly, like the stuff yeah. of, and I, I know this does happen. Um, you go and see, you meet with every. Oh uh, yeah, attorney. To, yeah. So that you to, that they can't to like represent you. Yeah, yeah. That so shitty. Like right. <laughs> yeah. But uh, like, but like that's what her lawyer told her to do. Right. So 
Yeah, it's, it's, it is like a very, very interesting sort of like um, study of divorce. And I think that it's pretty accurately represented. And my mom uh, watched it and she was like, this is a really good movie. It hits extremely close to home because my parents are divorced. She's like, it, it hits extremely close to home and it gets a lot of things right about divorce. And I was Ugh. like, that is that like, has got to be the worst. That is brutal to watch. Yeah. Like, that has got to be the worst. And like... It is very interesting where it's a story that starts off at like a very amicable place because a lot yeah, of divorces not do not. And, yeah, yeah, a lot of divorces do not start off at that place. So to see one that starts off at like a pretty amicable place and then devolves into what it devolves to right. is like very painful yeah. to watch. It will, it, but it was also amicable because they both assumed that they were going to get what they wanted. So yeah. they were like, we don't need lawyers because I'm going to get what I want. Right. And then I think that it probably took ScarJo meeting with a lawyer to realize like, oh, wait, this guy's always kind of been manipulative and he's just probably going to take everything that I can. That was, man, I, I re- like I said, you feel for both of these characters at points during this movie, but man... All that flying around and having to get in and like not having any money and trying to run around to keep up with stuff just to be able to see your kid for two seconds. Yeah. I was like, oh, man. The money thing blows. really like the, like it gave me anxiety. I was constantly thinking of like, <laughs> yeah. how is how he affording this yeah, rental car? How much car? is this costing? Right. Yeah. Like, how is he staying at this hotel? He's staying in a hotel. Why yeah. doesn't he just stay with her? Oh, because they're getting divorced. Right. <laughs> the trick or treat. Th- that was tough when he went there and he was oh, planning man. on staying yeah. at the mom's house. Yeah. And uh, she was like, so where are you staying? It's like, oh, awful. Um, and also just like the fact that he came into like $500,000 and then like, just see ya. Any of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. And most people getting divorced don't just come, come into, into $500,000. $500, so man, yeah, wow, and uh, great movie though, tremendous movie. Like I, Big I recommendation, and it's on Netflix. You got no excuse. Like, yeah, we'll watch that not. movie. Yeah, um, yeah, big fan. Um, what else? Oh, uh, Silicon Valley ended. Yeah, it did. Uh, and if you if you didn't realize that, it, don't feel bad about it. Right, because you're not neither alone. did I. Yeah, <laughs> I was watch uh, last night. I was like, I'm gonna watch an episode of something before I go to sleep. I think Silicon Valley's over, and I checked, and I was like, "Yeah, I have two episodes on my thing. I'm gonna knock so these you, out." You had been like largely keeping up with it. I, I think I've done like I think I did like two every two weeks. Okay, yeah, I uh, I knew that it had ended last week, and I didn't. I knew that it was a shorter season. I think it was what seven episodes, mm-hmm. um, and I knew that I had only watched like the first two, so. Honestly, if you hadn't watched it, I would have been totally cool. Just, I don't care. Visiting I don't need it, right. to. I don't need to, to the see the end of it. Yeah, or even like not even seeing yeah, the end. Yeah, season stunk. Ended. It wasn't yeah. a good season. Um, the but, season was bad, but I did really like the way that it was finished. Good finale. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know I if I really usually, liked. I think but I'm like, usually satisfied with finales. I'm not a finale hater. Yeah, I mean, because a lot of there is. Oh, didn't know it's I, it's my favorite show and it ended. So I'm based. I'm going in angry because it's <laughs> over and it didn't do everything I wanted it to do. Primarily, it didn't continue to be a show. The finale sucked. As long as it doesn't anger me at the end, or right. as long as it's not complete fan service to the point where it's like, oh god, right. And I thought there was a very happy medium in the in the uh, Silicon Valley 
even like the the final two episodes, two yeah. or three, where it's like it provided a bit of fan service, especially in the in the finale, where like they sort of went through and had some nods back to the things that uh, yeah. that they had done throughout the stretch, um, and sort of encapsulated the entire run. But also like. In the final couple episodes, it really got back to what made the show good in the first place, right? Which was like the central group of characters that we uh, that they had first introduced at the beginning, and also being really smart about making fun of the the tech industry in ways that were like preposterous, but also really not that far right. from what actually exists. They uh, they they had their one last oh no. We're going to fuck everything up, and we've got to frantically try to fix this, and here goes nothing. We'll see if it works. And that happens so many times in this show that the first, like, I don't know, six to ten were amazing, and then occurrences 11 through 600 were unbearable. But, like, their last big one was, I think, perfectly centered that, like, this is, this would be the fuck up that they're chasing down. Uh, as it makes the a lot of Piper sense. thing concludes, it makes a lot of sense in the uh, in the grand scheme of the entire show and what it's about. Like yeah. the the final sort of ties like, in a lot of the things that they keep saying throughout this series. Right. Yeah, and it's it's not totally meaningless. Which I think I felt like a lot of the hurdles in the in like the the tail end of the show were just like, who the fuck cares? You're gonna find a solution. Right. It's, it's just just get it over with and let's move on to the next thing and get closer to the end. If they um, cut off these last if they cut off like two seasons and had this same finale, then great. it would have been and I guess that's what I want to hit with you is like where does Silicon Valley sit for you? Because the first few seasons were all time. Yeah. Unbelievable. And it just lasted so long and they I don't know, I'm trying to think of like who's a band that put out like a couple of awesome albums and then put out like 16 shitty albums and you're like I guess I have to say that band's not that good even though they did like amazing things. Weezer? Weezer's a that's perfect actually. <laughs> Weezer is perfect because even when Weezer was doing lame shit, it still wasn't that bad. Yeah. So like you're still going to check it out. Like it didn't make you write them off. Right. It was just like, ah, this isn't as good as it used to be. Right. Yeah, the Weezer's a good Man, you got that in one second. <laughs> uh Weezer's a uh Weezer's a very good comparison there. But I mean, it doesn't change that the first Yeah, but three I mean, seasons? It, as always like if it gets bad towards the end, um, and like, I don't think that Silicon Valley had enough of a, like a, a prolonged stretch where it was great Yeah, to, to like be able to say, well, well, I just disregard those final few seasons because like it was almost bad for as long as it was good. I would agree with that. Which Probably is even long. how many seasons was it? Like five, I think five or six. Okay. And if three were good, but here's what I would give Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley had a great first season. Yeah. How many shows can you say that about? Very few. Very few. Especially with like a, a like a comedy of its of its like. Like it right. knew it knew exactly what it was from the second that it started. That is unheard of. We yeah. always go to we always use Parks and Rec as the example of like it's an all time show, and you watch that first episode. And it had no clue. It just knew it had good people. It was just trying to find its footing. It spent an entire season trying to find its footing. And it 
it got there and people stuck with it because they were like, it's got Amy Poehler, it's got Rashida Jones, the rest of these people seem nice. Yeah. And the rest <laughs> of these people ended up being Aubrey Plaza and Aziz Ansari yeah. and Retta and all these like people who would go on to have amazing careers. And you can say about Silicon Valley too is like they they their cast How had, did I had, skip what's his face there, by the way? Who? I just said Chris Pratt. everybody but Chris Pratt. Yeah. I mean like they they I feel like Parks and Rec uh like made the, those people into stars. I mean, you could. I guess you could say that about about Silicon Valley, but Silicon Valley like had its fucking cast, its center cast, and it never deviated from that. Right. I mean, TJ people people knew TJ Miller right. when it came. He out. He was probably people the biggest knew. one, or Martin yeah. Starr. Yeah, it was very close between those three: Zach Woods, Martin Starr, and TJ Miller. But Zach Woods wasn't beloved, which is so funny. It's so funny to me that there was ever a time that I, Zach Woods co- would come on a screen and people wouldn't be like. Yes, this guy rules. And now when I go back did and he, watch... Was like, he in season one? Or did yeah. he come in? Okay. He okay. leaves... Uh, he quits Hooli yeah. right off the bat okay. to uh, to join them. Um, but, yeah, like when I go back and watch The Office now, I'm so much more jazzed about Gabe scenes than I was initially. But I think that it was just because Gabe was a new character. Right. And it, he joined when the series anytime you have like dropped a, off. Anytime you have a beloved cast and like they bring in somebody new, you're sort of skeptical. Right. Because like you don't want that to mess up the dynamic that you have with the show that you already like. Did you like Andy Bernard at first? Uh, yeah, I thought Andy was fine. I absolutely did. Really? I was totally yeah. on board. I was like, I like this whole Stanford situation. Yeah. Like Rashida Jones. Like uh, like the Call of Duty scenes with Andy and oh, yeah. Rashida. Fucking great. Just threatening. <laughs> I don't know if that would fly. Just threatening to kill. A him. lot of shit would fly in the office universe. Um, I think Steve Carell has acknowledged that, by the way. Oh, yeah. He's like, I don't want to like reprise any Michael Scott stuff. Like He was a bad guy, and back then, you could be a bad guy you could have like could a, get away a with tone that. deaf guy yeah. and kind of get away with it i don't want to i don't want to say those those lines anymore um but yeah like the uh the, i mean like the silicon valley thing i thought it was uh the, the finish was was strong but i i don't think that it's enough to wash the taste out of my mouth of the final few seasons right especially like maybe if the entire season had been really good mm-hmm. i could have could have gotten to that place but like for the majority of like of the last season, it wasn't very good. I didn't give a fucking right. shit about uh, like the AT&T um, stuff. The, and all I mean, that. like the AT&T stuff was interesting just because it was like an actual real life sort of connection. And it, it at least seemed like that was the last thing. Yeah. That was the last thing they were working on. So I was like, all right, I'll turn my brain on for a I second. I didn't give a shit about the uh, the girl that Zach Woods. Gwart. Gwart. Like she did absolutely nothing for me. Question problematic guart has no lines yeah that's true we we, we have to ask the question like, why yeah is it because silicon valley is if sexist? you're listening to this conversation you don't watch so oh, i think silicon valley the show has been called sexist and i don't know i don't know any of these people i'm inclined to think it like, should be yeah but yeah. It, it should be sexist um, with, right like if, if they're depicting like, silicon like, valley yeah silicon <laughs> valley yeah like if you're depicting the tech industry your show has to be sexist. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm inclined. If, if they're like, hey, why aren't there any women on the show? You're like, yeah, there should be. <laughs> but as you know, to your point, they're, they're portraying a very, very male-heavy yes. field. Yes. Which, um, yeah, I guess, I guess like that, that show, like, people don't 
no one's trying to watch that now. <laughs> like if they if, if that show were to start right now, people would be like, we're not grandfathering this. We don't want to watch this. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I did not care about Gort at all. Um, I, I thought that that Jared, the last season, was good. His lines were funny, and especially the way uh, he talks about the other uh, Richard's assistant. Yes, the guy oh, that he, he basically squeezes. He, 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 oh, he's a bitch, right? Like he's like. <laughs> He uh, really there, there was a lot of there was a lot of Jared turning it on and off yeah. in the final season, which is always enjoyable. Um, and like I said, I think the last time that we talked about it, like the scene where he is kicking through the bottom of the door trying to get at uh, at uh, Richard, right? At what, Richard, what is yeah. Richard, does he insult Guart? Or yes, something? Yeah. yeah, and he's trying to get at him. I thought that was very funny. Um, I, I I will say it till the end of time. Like, uh, what's his name? Gavin Belson should have been off that show like two, three years oh, yeah. ago. He just overstayed his welcome like crazy. He was yeah. such a good character in the beginning, and he just became such a caricature of what he initially was. But they were getting they. I think they were like, we can't afford this much turnover. They were probably scared. They were like, we can't. Yeah, have well, this they many- did- that's Main the thing. They just leave. didn't take risks. Yeah. Like they just kept they kept You're doing the kidding. same thing over and over and over and again. TJ Miller totally called it. Yeah. Said it in real time. Yeah. He's like, this he really did. Does. It. I can't yeah. do this. Yeah. And he, he he left at a time where I was like, what a fucking idiot. This show oh, is so good. Yes. And like, what is TJ Miller going to do? And like, he hasn't done anything good. Sure has. But you know what? He wasn't on Silicon Valley when it was bad. Yeah. But I wonder would it, it would have still been good if he was on it. Maybe, I don't, it would have diminished. Yeah, it probably would have. Like the like, joke would have gotten old, I guess. But I like all their jokes got old, so they probably to say that T.J. Miller would have saved it single handedly. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, it turns out Richard Jewell doesn't come out in Boston tomorrow. That's not true. I'm going to see it tomorrow. Not Richard Jewell. Uncut, Uncut gems. Gems, yeah, gem, gems and jewels. Yeah. Um, Uncut Gems, yeah, it doesn't come out in Boston tomorrow. I remember I had this whole big day planned. I was going to yeah. go see every movie. Now I think I'm... So I was going to see Uncut Gems, Richard Jewell, and uh, Black Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I was like, probably not going to see Black Christmas. Save that for sometime next week. Uh, Uncut Gems, not in Boston. Richard Insane. Jewell, hella problematic. Yeah. I think I'm probably just going to go see Black Christmas tomorrow. I, I mean, I got to see I'm going to see Richard Jewell One no matter what. Yeah. Um, like, I got to see it. I'm very curious. But I told you, man. I told you that... Yeah, don't get excited. Don't get excited about it. And, like, the the earlier reviews say that, it, one, it's not very good. Right. And, two, it's problematic. I can't believe... I, I can't believe myself that I didn't question... Uh, Clint Eastwood? Yeah, Clint more. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? I mean, it might be bad and weird and stuff, but whatever. Clint Eastwood's old. But, like, I forgot about the, like, remember the, the like, Obama empty chair thing? Yeah. He's so weird. Dude, I'm telling you, like, and, like at this, this movie, point in time, like, I feel like it's sort of signed, sealed, delivered that, like, Clint Eastwood makes movies just so that he can be, like, slightly racist, oh. slightly problematic, and, like, do it in a way that, like, is not... Like it's it's right in your face, and somehow he's not getting canceled. Like it's it feels like Clint Eastwood is actively trying to get canceled, yeah. and people are just like, "Well, it's Clint Eastwood." Yeah, I think that. So I'm very hesitant to see the movie. I am going to see it probably tomorrow. But God, I hate that they that he just made up as much stuff as 
He did, and he didn't I think necessarily that, make make it up, but like he took liberty. Uh, he, you, I, I, there's no way to like prove it one way or another, right? And, but like he took liberties in a place where like if you don't know for sure, right. you shouldn't do it, right? Especially I, when the person is dead and they cannot like come back. And so like the the big right. the big scandal is that like it's not a spoiler because it's being reported everywhere. Like in the in the movie, the reporter. Uh, covering the the jewel yeah. case sleeps with a source to get information, yeah. and that person in real life has since died. Yeah, and it was never proven that she slept with a source to right. to get information. Not even it, it was never even suggested. Really? I yeah. Oh, that. yeah. Okay. Nobody. Yeah, he didn't like take some conjecture and put it in there. There was never anything that suggested that, and he just, <laughs> just made went her. With it. He just made made her the uh, what? What's the What's the the word, the femme fatale? Sure, it's all know. like the the seductive uh, woman who's the bad guy. Like she'll do whatever it takes, right? And so he made her that, and apparently he didn't do he didn't check with anybody on anything. This ended up. This is just like, and again, we're doing the thing that we don't like to do, which is shit on a movie and say what's wrong with it when we haven't seen it. Uh, well, like that's a thing that you can't you can't do no matter what. Like, right, you, like the movie could be really good. Right. You still shouldn't like just make that up about a dead person who can't respond. Right, and I think that that you could hear this and think, fellas, you're sounding pretty hypocritical. You got so mad at everybody else when they were saying when they were shitting on Green Book when they hadn't seen it. Here's the distinction I'll make: Green Book was inspired by a true friendship, mm-hmm. and this is. Based on a true story. Yeah. So one is, okay, this is going to be a light thing and there's going to be a lot of liberties taken. If Queen had said that, I would have said, okay, make up whatever you want. Yeah. This, based on a true story, and it seems really to push the fake news thing which oh, drives yeah. me crazy it's a rant it's it's pro- it's probably a rant i, I haven't it's like seen a movie, rant so of a movie it's a, it's a rant yeah it's clint eastwood making a rant through his movie about fake news and, and about shit like that and like the, i think there's a distinction between green book too because like green book while it might it might take like those liberties and those liberties might piss people off yeah and like the way that it stretches a story it doesn't make anybody look like a like a horrible horrible person at least like not in like the the two main characters right i would yeah i would say that it paints uh i i if if i'm forgetting a scene in the movie or whatever uh apologies but i don't think it paints don shirley in a bad light no at all. I, and if i mean it clearly portrays him as the adult, right? Between yeah, hundred percent. And this one is like, it's like shaming a, like a person, and right. it's like it's it's saying possibly like the worst thing that you could say about like yeah. this person and their morals, uh, like right. as like approach to their job and their life's work. It's and a I, cheap. It's it's just a, it's, it's a, a cheap very cheap shot. tactic. It's, yeah, it's a, a cheap shot. And like, and, and you can say whatever you want to about like th- that person and how they did their job based off of like the actual story, and like because obviously that's what that's what the movie is about. Yeah. And like maybe that person wasn't uh like wasn't the the biggest moral standard or whatever to begin sure. with. Maybe. But yeah. like, so use what you fucking have. Yeah. Use what's been proven. Use what is like not contestable. Rather than going to the the cheapest tactic and like the like a low blow that you absolutely cannot prove. Uh, I wanted something crazy. I read the entire demand letter. 
that uh, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution sent to Clint Eastwood. Really? It's like four pages long. <laughs> you read the entire thing? Yeah. Okay. It's like, yo, knock it off. You better say. They said that they, they demand that uh, Clint Eastwood release a statement saying that li- creative liberties were taken and that, uh, that I forget her name. Was it? I'm always afraid that if I say, I'm going to Google this name before I say it. I'm always afraid that when I say a name wrong, I say the name of somebody that like I know okay. and then I'm just like randomly like throwing people out Kathy there. Scruggs. I look, I searched Kathy Scruggs. I was oh, like, is you? there like a Kathy Scruggs that I know or something? But uh, so Kathy, they're like, you, you got to note that Kathy Scruggs didn't do this, that it was never suggested she did this. And you've got to put it in a prominent place in the film. So, like at the beginning of the movie or something, or at the like the beginning of the movie, you got to say like, "Yo, you're about to watch some bullshit." Or at the <laughs> end, you have to say, that "You're, you're was about some to bullshit. watch some bullshit." And also, here's a spoiler. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Spoiler: the the sex scene that's upcoming <laughs> didn't happen. Um, Interesting uh, headlines on the the Kathy Scruggs. Uh, Google Olivia Wilde, who by the way plays Kathy Scruggs. Yeah, Rich, Olivia Wilde on Richard Jewell controversy. I do not believe Kathy Scruggs traded sex for tips from source. So I was reading something, and uh, I was reading a, whatever article had that whole demand letter in there. I think it's funny whenever they drop a like a legal document into an article, it's uh it's just a one page, and you can click through it. You know, what I'm yeah, saying? it's a PDF. Yeah, they just drop a PDF <laughs> in there. I like that. I wish they just did that with parts of articles. Wish otherwise, they did with news. Makes it feel a little shorter. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, I only have like five more inches to read, but really it's like 35 pages. Uh, but in that piece, it was like Olivia Wilde, who plays uh, Scruggs, and then like hyperlinked, uh, has defended uh, the, the movie's portrayal of her. And I didn't click the link, but I remember thinking as I was waiting to get to the demand letter, I was like, no, she didn't. I was like, there's no way Olivia Wilde was like, oh, she fucked that guy. <laughs> there is no way. She, like, she probably said whatever. Um, and I'm not. And I know they're different movies. So I hate that I keep going back to Green Book. But mm-hmm. there, it's the only other one recently where there was so much stuff about uh, it, it not lining up. But uh, Mahershala Ali was like, I hope that we portrayed this guy right and i hope that his family is okay with it blah blah, blah. like he nobody's but he, he was still saying like i think we'd made a good movie and everything she there's no way that somebody would be like no forget what their family told you that's lies i got it right uh this is interesting though because like this adds like a whole new twist uh, olivia wilde said nothing in my research suggested she did so and it was never my intention to suggest she had that would be an appalling uh, an appalling and misogynistic dismissal of the difficult work she, work she did uh, the perspective of the fictional dramatization of the story as I understood it was that Kathy and the FBI agent who leaked false information to her were in a pre-existing romantic relationship not a transactional exchange of sex for information oh so so I don't even know that that's what she oh she was told that's what she like that was her interpretation of the way the movie presented it so that honestly Uh, sounds to me like she's like she's making up like 
a, a reason to right. excuse her being in that movie while Yikes. also saying like this is appalling and misogynistic if it were to be said that must suck i mean that's a being, tough position to be in, a, in yeah being in a movie that everyone's like yep that was problematic and that was bad i'm sure you're the that all these actors are like shoot man we're upstanding citizens we didn't mean to do yeah I don't know, like i mean that's really shitty like to to be in that position because like she doesn't have a fucking say like i guess she could right. not do the movie but like she's looking for work yeah. She's doing work. Like, I don't know. Like, it's I don't a, know. I think she probably trusted that whoever was making the movie and had a story, had like the right story and everything. And her mistake was trusting, trusting Clint, Clint Eastwood. Eastwood. Which, uh, I mean, guess to, I guess to Clint Eastwood's credit, I, I my biggest criticism of uh, The Mule was that he took a very interesting story uh, and he and made it, it boring. And then and, added multiple and, threesomes? Threesome? Threesomes? Yeah, he, he added a sex scene in that one, too. <laughs> I, so I heard that I saw a thing where Pete Davidson and uh, John Mulaney talk about the time they saw the mule together. Half of it was funny. You can guess. Okay. Um, <laughs> and um, I take that back. That was a shot at Pete that Davidson. Was a, that was a low blow. Not Hot trying shot. to hate. Um, no, but the, uh, the, my biggest criticism of, of the mule was that he took an interesting story and made it boring. Uh he at least this time he learned from his mistakes. He, he took an interesting story and tried to make it more interesting, but he did it and so in, in a very wrong he did place. It in what uh, Clint Eastwood thinks is interesting, he applied Clint Eastwood's interesting logic to it. Yeah, this. I wonder what our we've already had a longer conversation about Richard Jewell without having seen it than I imagine we will once we actually do see it. Probably, yeah. We're just going to be like, yo, movie sucked, right? <laughs> yeah, word. Merry Christmas, Pete. Hey, Merry Christmas. <laughs> what? You said that last time. I think it's a good, it's like a seasonal thing. All right. Someone's angry with coffee cups. They say they've changed them too soon. But all I hear is a choir singing silver bells to you. Forget complaining about decorating. We wouldn't do that around here. Cause the holidays only come once a year Oh, the holidays only come once a year Oh, the holidays come once a year They only come once a year There'll be certificates of gifts and baskets of fruit The season of sharing for old and the youth That holiday spirit will never get long in the tooth a 
cinnamon cookie to munch with a friend when that son of a bitch Kringle has done it again. It only comes once a year. The holidays only come once a year. Oh, the holidays come once a year. They only come once a year. So close the pantry. No more snacking. You keep me plenty full, my dear. Cause the holidays only come once a year. Just every episode for the next month or so, just start off with Merry Christmas. Keep it going, maybe even a little past Christmas.